This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. China is sending a military vessel to Sri Lanka. It's a lot like Nancy Pelosi's schedule. A lot of confusion, a lot of warnings. But now we have official confirmation. China's Yuan Wong Fai will dock at the Humban Tota port in Sri Lanka. When? Around mid-August. The ship is expected to arrive on August 11th. It will stay there for seven days. And on the 17th of August, it is expected to depart. That is the official schedule. Now, why is this voyage important? Because of two major reasons. Number one, Sri Lanka's reaction to it. At first, the Lankan government refused to admit that this visit was happening at all. Their defense ministry claimed to have no information about any port call. Days later, they made a U-turn. The ministry now says the ship will dock for fuel and replenishment. What does this U-turn indicate? A sort of hesitation. You see, China's loans have made it unpopular in Sri Lanka, so the new government in Colombo is keen to keep China at arm's length. That could be one reason for their flip-flop. Another reason is India, and that's factor number two. The Humban Tota port is a strategic worry for India. It is less than 160 kilometers from the mainland, from India. In other words, a snooper's paradise. From Humban Tota, you can spy on Indian vessels and ports. Is the Yuan Wong capable of that? Well, technically, yes, it is. The Yuan Wong is not your typical military vessel. It's not a gunboat or a carrier. It's a tracking ship. The Chinese government calls it a research vessel. It was built in 2007. It's almost 222 meters long. The Yuan Wong is involved in space and satellite tracking. Its range, almost 750 kilometers. 750 kilometers. With that range, China can snoop on Indian assets. And what does that include? Let me show you on a map. The nuclear power station at Kalpakkam. The atomic center at Kudankulam. The Southern Naval Command at Kochi and six ports across southern India. No wonder the Indian government has raised the alarm. Their officials lodged a diplomatic protest in Colombo and the Foreign Ministry released this statement. I have a copy with me. This is what it says, the Indian Foreign Ministry. The government carefully monitors any development having a bearing on India's security and economic interests and takes all necessary measures to safeguard them. So clearly, India is not happy. Reports say the Navy is on alert. They're tracking the Chinese ship as it sails to Hambantota. The question is, could there be more? In 2017, China secured a 99-year lease on Hambantota. And since then, their plan has been clear. Develop the port into a multi-purpose harbor. Trade during the day, espionage by the night. It is part of China's grand plan to dominate the Indian Ocean. They have ports all over the region. Let me show you another map. The Dorale multi-purpose port in Djibouti. The Lamu port in Kenya. Dar es Salaam port in Tanzania. Gwadar in Pakistan. Karachi deep water terminal also in Pakistan. Humban Tota in Sri Lanka. Chittagong port in Bangladesh. And Chokshu port in Myanmar. All of these were made with Chinese money. Some of these are fully owned by China, others have a Chinese stake. This grand project is often called the String of Pearls. At least 17 ports are part of it, one seven. All of them are located in the Indian Ocean region. Recently, this project 
had lost momentum. First, because of the pandemic, most countries shut their borders to foreign engagements. And second, because of financial troubles. After the pandemic, Chinese loans were becoming hard to repay. Countries realized the toxicity of Chinese debt. And third, Sri Lanka. The scenes in Colombo were a reality check for leaders across the world. They began rethinking Chinese loans. Having said that, Beijing is not giving up. This upcoming voyage to Hambantota is the perfect example. Just think about it. The Lankan people are not happy with China. Neither is the Lankan government. Yet they are hosting Chinese military vessels. Do you know why? Because of leverage. Sri Lanka still owes billions of dollars to China. They need China's help to get an IMF bailout. So the government has no option but to host the Chinese ship. Compare this to what happened in 2014. Sri Lanka allowed a Chinese nuclear-powered submarine in Colombo. This was in 2014. This was before the debt trap, before the Humban Tota debacle. Back then, Sri Lanka actually had the option of saying no to China. Instead, they bet on Chinese money and loans. They used China to counter India's influence. And look where it got them. As for India, this is a strategic dilemma. On the one hand, you cannot let China gain the upper hand. You cannot let them spy on southern Indian ports. But how do you do that? One option is to put pressure on the Sri Lankan government. The problem is that could backfire. India has spent $3.38 billion to help Sri Lanka. That money isn't just humanitarian aid. It is also supposed to buy political clout for New Delhi. If you push Colombo too hard, that clout may disappear. So both India and Sri Lanka have tough choices to make. Both sides played their cards wrong last time around. They let China make inroads into the island. This time, they will have to work in tandem to keep the dragon out.